Well, hello there, you sexy mother fuckers. Hi, MC. How's it going? Glad to see your fucking fine ass here. <laughs> yes, I'm happy you came. Thank you very much. I am on online and I'm going to be online until my guy I'm seeing gets back. In which case, I'll probably just click off because he gets mighty ornery and whatnot. And seems to have a problem with my confidence and outgoing nature. However, never had a problem with it before we started dating. Oh well, tis what it is, and I think it is bullshit. I am Angel Knox. I'm a good girl gone bad. I'm the temple's fallen angel. Yes, that's right. I work at the phone sex temple, and I will talk about all the dirty, dirty things that you got on your mind and in your dirty, naughty dreams. I'm just going to wait a teeny tiny bit to see who comes around, and then I'm going to read my <laughs> alien sets, anal probe adventure with some friends I met on a another podcast who co-star with me in this extraterrestrial sex UFO story. Hi, I'm about to start reading for my blog. My name is Angel Knox and welcome you naughty, exotic, erotic mother. Welcome you horny little devils. That's right. I love them. I love, I love, love, love horny, naughty people. And I mean, can you hear my co-host in the background? Just want to know, can you? That is my co-host, Boots the Horny Cat. Yeah, and her boyfriend is on the other side of the door, meowing in at her. And I am cock-blocking these cats. Because, I don't know, I guess I'm just an evil human, and that's the kind of thing we do to animals sometimes. I'm going to get her fixed, truly and really, very soon. Now I'm going to start reading my extraterrestrial sex UFO blog, and afterwards we can talk about whatever you naughty motherfuckers want to talk about. Hey, did anybody ask your two cents, horny cat? Would you like to say something? The horny cat says, well, you can hear him. That's the gentleman cat of the situation. Okay, I'm just uh, having a little technical difficulties. Um, can you guys hear me? Give me a thumbs up if you can, because, like, if not, I'm babbling for nothing. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, my friends from the news debate star in this, um, blog post with me. I had so much fun writing it. 
And afterwards, we can have a question and answer session, talk about aliens, talk about sex, whatever you guys want. I will, I will be down because that's the kind of chick I am. All right. All right. Let's go. I can see MC is in there in the crowd and that makes me very happy. And I thank you very much. I thank you all for coming now. Extraterrestrial sex. Angel's dirty diary. My sexy UFO story. It all happened. Oh my lord. Sorry guys. Um, my cat just knocked over something and it's very, uh, eh. It'll probably be okay, right? I'm just gonna let it go. Uh -huh. Okay, it all happened on the weekend. I never thought I'd have my own extraterrestrial sex story to tell, but here it is. Lee News debate caught my attention when I couldn't sleep one evening. They invited me to join the discussion on UFOs. How could I resist those little green devils who enjoyed anal probing about as much as I do? I was in and joined Lee and his co-host MC in the studio for an exciting live show. It was all about the paranormal that went on into the early morning hours. MC had to leave. He was unable to stay, you know, adulting. Prior, like priorities, all that jazz that grown-ups do. But hey, Lee and I were still on a roll. We continued late into the early morning hours. The talk turned to the side of making fun of none other than the anal probe. Of course, I was more than happy to share my expertise on aliens and anal. But eventually, we closed down the podcast and decided to leave for the night. As Lee was walking me to my car, it happened. We were pulled into the air, and I realized my whole body was tingling. As I looked above me, I saw a giant spacecraft. Funny, I didn't really notice that before. My butthole tingled with excitement. Maybe it was just the electric field, but I felt as excited as a kid on Christmas Eve. Lee looked at me, and I asked if he thought we would get probed. He didn't look as enthusiastic about it as I was, so I left it alone for the moment. When we got on the ship, their intentions were more than clear. It looked like we stepped into a 70s porn film with a sci-fi twist. There were aliens in robes like Hugh Hefner, in Dom gear with whips, chains, and other implements of torture. Another was stirring a giant vat of lube. Still others had strange guns that looked like massive cocks on the end of them. Oh my lord, I do say, those must be the probes, I thought. Suddenly, cheesy porno music started playing in the background and robes began dropping. It was apparent the intentions of these aliens was to have some mind-expanding, sexual, androgyny-filled group sex. I was torn between a desire to join in with the action, but the realist in me told me to stay back, play it cool, and wait to be invited. 
Then one of them beckoned us, and it was the one who held the biggest probe. He was standing there, shaking in shock. I thought, you know what? I'd better wooden men up here and take this one for the team. A lady alien took an interest in me, but he didn't have a probe. So I was kind of happy about that. Um, That's part one. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, so we're going to read part two, which came out today, which is, I'm going to admit right now, even more ridiculous. Why is it ridiculous? Because it's hard not to be ridiculous when the subject of the matter is the anal probe. That's why. Um, you know, but your good host and favorite phone sex operator here, Angel Knox, is willing and able to take any anal probing for the team that should happen upon us tonight. So. It's okay. I got your back. And as for part two, extraterrestrial sex, angels, dirty diary, my sexy UFO story. Let the probing begin. Hi, if you just join us, it's Angel. Um, this is my first podcast and I'm really, really nervous. Bear with me, please. <sighs> I didn't even realize there were more people here. And I'm, yeah, just a bit nervous. Okay, here we go. I'm going to read the second part of um, this blog, and then I'm going to, you know, have my little spiel on anal and kink and fetish or whatever. And then, um, well, I hope somebody, for the love of God, will call in to save me from my myself yes welcome though welcome you can see my web page it's listed in the description of this show and i'm really just babbling now because i'm having a little bit of technical difficulties bringing up the second half of my but you can leave i don't mind i will sit and hang my head in shame okay this is just my life well i could talk about anal probing um little green men they do that all the time because they're clearly well assholes and they think we're scared of it however i really am here to change the view on all that because anal done right can be incredibly pleasurable for both men and women just saying and i'm an expert trust me on anything sex. I am a learned scholar with incredible knowledge on sex. Um, my past, I was at actual dominatrix in real life for a while. Like I went and did a whole bunch of shenanigans to people. You can ask me anything you want. I don't mind. I was a live show entertainer uh, for adult parties such as bachelor parties and whatnot they're a little wilder than the ones you might think you know in days of yore <laughs> I'm an 80s baby they're a lot wilder than those I'm sure um yeah anyway I went toward the alien with the anal probe with a huge smile on my face 
Lee was stripped by a group of female aliens intent on some kind of extraterrestrial phone sets. They were touching him all over, and he was getting quite the treatment. As I approached, I asked the alien, My there, you come here often? Is that a probe in your hand? He responded with a giant smile, saying he did and was glad I was excited about his probing. He wasn't sure if he could keep control of his organ. I said I would do what he asked. He cupped my bare butt cheeks in his claws and gave my rear a slap, which definitely got me in the mood. <laughs> he then asked if I wanted some lube to go with my gift. I was being a bit of a show-off and said, hey, baby, just spit on it and probe that tight little asshole. That was embarrassing. Meanwhile, Lee was trying to maintain some sense of control. One of the female aliens did extraterrestrial sexual things to him and whispered in his ear, he looked very confused, but what I made out of reading his lips was, What do you mean? I didn't give it a name. The female alien that asked him was none too pleased about his reply, and she turned and ran toward the group of dominatrix aliens, and Lee's eyes got as big as saucers. He started running as fast as he could from the dominatrix aliens who were wearing giant strap-ons. I was glad he was having a good time. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's aliens and anal probing because I am a phone sex operator, and I like to read my blog in the beginning of the uh, podcast just to kind of, you know, break the ice on a difficult subject like kink and fetish. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really, really blushing hard, trust me. I was glad Lee was having fun. I looked over my shoulder and told the alien to give it to me. He asked if he should go ahead and probe my anus, and I started to beg just a little. Anal probe for the win. He made a naughty hand gesture and then licked the tip of his finger. Daddy, daddy, I can't say that part. Blush, blush. And continued with my anal probing. As I took the probe in, I felt a rather strange sensation unlike any other I had ever felt. The probe had started buzzing and vibrating with excitement. I thought something to myself. Why not give my new alien friend a little bit of a show? With my favorite pornography film in my mind, I beckoned the probe-wielding alien and started licking his probe like a lollipop. Finally, the alien probing me gave me a proper good pounding. <laughs> oh, my God. Lee was naked and running away from aliens wearing giant strap-ons. Then suddenly, I... You know, la di da di, we like to party. You know what happens. Then I suddenly, you know, had one of those things, soaking the alien behind me from head to toe. Just then there was a boom and a smashing sound. The spaceship door flew open and there he was, 
MC, dressed like Rambo with an army of nagging housewives carrying screaming babies, funny-smelling aunties that always wanted to kiss you and pinch your cheeks, and those were carrying buckets of cold ice water. MC was stopping this extraterrestrial phone sex by destroying erections with very obvious, you know, weapons because nobody could stay erect for that, right? He was destroying erections of all the aliens and he scooped up Lee and carried him to the fighter jet he had wrangled and was flying with Angel close on his heels. They were saved, but to my contentment, not before I received my much-anticipated alien anal probing. Oh, my God, Becky. I didn't realize that I, um, <laughs> I didn't really realize. See, it's very hard for me um, as a, uh, at my job at Phone Sex Temple because there obviously is a, real me behind you know me angel knox is a bad bad girl she used to be a good girl but she isn't anymore she likes to do domination and she's the girl that will just say yes 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 to it all that's angel knox baby and obviously angie who's also me except actually me angie l she's me and i do not have sexual relations with aliens in real life <laughs> um and most of my blog stories are completely made up but a few of them are actually real or based on real life stories I made Angel Knox because Angie is kind of like, okay, you know, Superman, Clark Kent. It's kind of like that, right? I am totally eating goldfishes because they're so delicious right now. But Angie's a little more shy. Angie's shy. And Angie is kind of submissive. I mean, she's crazy. Don't get me wrong. I'm a woman. Okay. I'm not going to say for a moment I'm not crazy. <laughs> but I can see how women seem totally 100% insane to men. I can totally see it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, we're just not, for lack of a better word or whatever, made of the same stuff, right? And it goes on so much more than a boys have penises and girls have vaginas level, right? A little more than that. Now, my life has been really rough. And anybody can fucking jump up and call in at any point in time. There are only two of you here. And I thank God for that uh, because I'm scared to death. And if there were any more, I would be more scared to death. But. Should I tell you a little bit about my life? Oh, I would love. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, God. You have to unmute, though. You have to unmute. Well, anyway, let me see. There we go. Ah, yikes. Okay, <laughs> hi. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that, was, that, was, that was interesting. 
I, uh, I, I came through with it with an, with an army of housewives and, uh, crying babies. <laughs> yeah. To destroy your actions. Right. That's, it's, that's so, that's so unfortunate to destroy well, actions. You know, Lee was being chased by dominatrix aliens with giant strap-ons. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's probably very grateful that you saved us. Yeah, I suppose so. I well, suppose and you so. were nice enough to wait so I could experience the alien anal probe, which has been a dream of mine for many, many years. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I actually um, have never had an alien call, but I hope to get one soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was that was that was funny. That was that was good. That was good. I enjoyed listening to it. Do you know I made it out of pure necessity because after I was on that uh, news show, the news debate. Yeah, I realized that I had a blog due the next morning that I <laughs> forgot about. <laughs> All I could think about was aliens. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Have you ever been the character in a weird, twisted sex blog before? <laughs> um, I've not been the character of any kind of blog, let alone a sex blog or a a weird, twisted sex blog. Um, so, um, yeah, so a lot of uh, a lot of firsts there, but uh, <laughs> I feel like that's not how. Uh, this scenario would play out, but, um, you know, it's also, it's not, it's not my imagination. So. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Now I want to know how yours would have worked out. Tell us. (laughs) How how mine would have worked out. Um, If you, if you would have had some authorship of the story, how would it have gone? (laughs) Uh, well, okay. So, um, so I certainly, I certainly appreciate it. Um, the, uh, the, uh, kind of surprise return of MC Funk at the end. Um, <laughs> and, uh, however, I think, um, it, uh, it certainly could have had somewhat of a, of a, uh, I don't know, I'm thinking maybe a, a bit of a dark twist where, uh, the, maybe instead of coming in to save, the day, um, then uh, he's actually with the government helping the aliens collect specimens. Oh, that would have been awesome. So I actually ducked out early. I actually ducked out of the show early and went to the aliens and said, hey, these guys are by themselves. Nobody's with them. You can come scoop them up. Oh, my God. That would have been awesome. I think I have to write a second part to this. <laughs> because it leads with you carrying him to the fighter jet and fly off into the distance. But maybe you're not taking us to safety. Right. And, uh, you know, so I actually send the aliens to you because they're looking for humans. And, you know, the, uh, the government has a deal with the aliens. And it's like, well... We'll provide you with a few humans as long as you kind of keep it on the DL and don't just start doing the shit and like, you know, 
middle of the probing cities. every human right. being. You know, we'll, <laughs> we'll feed probing. you. We'll feed you a steady supply. You know, and uh, so I send them your way, and then the whole stage is then set for um, the probing scenario to occur. While since since this is you know your weird kinky sex blog, then mm-hmm. while the probing scenario is happening, then I would then be I say I my character mm-hmm. would then be yeah. observing the whole thing, embracing his voyeurism. Oh my god. Oh my god, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> because then I'm you don't just have the anal probe, then you then you feed in the voyeurism aspect mm-hmm. and everybody's getting kind of a couple of different things out of that. There's a little twist though I'm gonna add. Uh-huh. Because this one's all about anal. There's another little known fetish that is getting big in the scene. This being tentacle porn. Okay, yeah, yeah. So maybe you bring us to a different race of aliens that have these tentacles, like his arms and legs, like octopus tentacles. Right. And then instead of the probing, because uh, I'll use a picture of this weird girl's sex toy that they sell on the market right now, which is a giant, like, tentacle from a tentacle monster. Don't Mm -hmm. ask. This is weird, too. Uh, it's, it's not that weird. Um, well, yeah, I guess. I guess okay. it, they the weird is in the uh, weird is I in the uh, weird is in whoever is doing said judging. Well, yeah. Well, I just you know I never really had a fetish for having sexual relations with aliens or tentacles until just the other day. Okay. When I yeah talked about UFOs and stayed up all night and now I'm, I'm really considering if there was an alien invasion. I guess we could say it's weird given that it would be um, outside of our societal Overton window. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, I'm into, I think, you know, everybody should have sex with everybody else, you know, on the human plane. So why not have interracial alien sex too? Well, I mean that. All uh, I'm saying is yeah. to peak the chance. Yeah. Man. Love, not yeah. more. Yeah. But that also, that also presumes that the aliens are actually interested in the kind of there. There's there's a projection of the fetish onto the aliens um, mm-hmm. instead of um, you know for them it may entirely just be. Um, a uh, kind of entirely non-sexual, which would mm. almost be different because maybe as the receiver of the probe, you're receiving all the sexual pleasure out of it. But for them, it's purely a you know, purely like a science, a, 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 a study. You know, and they're like, mm-hmm. look what happens oh. when I when I when I when I insert the probe here. If I turn it this way. The Ooh. the human the human seems to respond yeah. differently. Yes. That would be really cool. That's yeah. what the tentacle guys are all about. Yeah. So uh they just do it for science. Yeah. Their tentacles are like they they they're scientific tentacles that take temperatures and I don't know a lot about scientific stuff, can you tell? 
<laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to a scientist to do this next blog, and all the other phone sex operators are going to think I'm crazy soon. But nah. you know what? I just want to do something that's kind of different. Yeah. That's uh, that's my jam. I don't know if the clients actually <laughs> uh, like appreciate it, but I'm the only person to ever write a humorous uh erotic blog. <laughs> yeah, there's I mean there's certainly uh you know it uh having a, a bit of a bit of tongue in cheek nature to it um you know is uh, kind of does make it fun. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. I'm, I, when I, see, I just started the phone sex operator thing in the end of January. Okay. And I had never done anything like that before. Some of these girls are incredibly talented. They've done it for 12 years or more. Right. Like, they know what they're doing. And they just kind of, they were like, you know what? We think you got it, girl. We think you could do this. And All right drew me into it but they have training and they're very they're such an amazing employer yeah um, i love the the people i work for but they never told me how to write an erotic story or blog <laughs> yeah well believe it or not the first blog i ever wrote is uh pretty naughty too i always feel embarrassed telling this stuff but it's a uh, angel's gangbang story okay yeah, because uh, I'm Angel Knox, and in my spare time, or my real life, I am a party planner. Okay. Yeah, so I was trying to secure some bachelors wow. party for the temple, and there were six groomsmen, and one thing led to another, you know. Yeah. But I made up that story by watching... Uh, you know, I mean, gang, gang bangs film. happen. Well, yeah, every day. Consensual ones, of course. Yes. And, um, yeah, so that's how she got them to choose the phone sex temple as their, you know, party. But I mean, what guy about to get married would turn down a place called the sex, phone sex temple? Really? <laughs> Let's face it, Angel's just a little bit of a harlot. <laughs> <laughs> That has a funny twist to it, too. I don't know. I couldn't help it. I think it's because it, Angie, who I am, um, is actually kind of shy about this stuff a little bit, which is odd because I did work as a live show um, adult entertainer for bachelor parties. Yeah, it's it's different, though, when you're kind of in character versus... Yeah, people. You know. some people don't really understand that. And I wonder if that has something to do psychologically or, like, is it harder for some people to play make-believe? And, like, um, do you think? Well, so I think, it's, I think it is hard for some people to, for like, for somebody maybe who hears that or sees it, sometimes it's hard for them to separate that. Um and from them, yeah. Right, you know, and so they kind of maybe see somebody that way and they're like, okay, that's how they are in all aspects of just their normal day-to-day. And it's like, mm, yeah. kind of like in a yes. role at that point. Yes. And, you know, like, yeah, it's like, that's no, not necessarily me at the grocery store, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. For myself, I mean, for, you for know, some that people is, it is hard. It is hard. It's not easy to do that. 
for me, I don't, I don't see how it could be for anybody easy, but it's doable for me. There's some days though that I will get a phone call or I'll be a little off and it will bother me sometimes certain things. Yeah. You know, um, and some days when I, you know, I really have to work on separating them. And there are some days where I'm just not into it and I have to skip my shift for like, you know, because my head's just not in it. Right. Yeah. It's, it is a psychological job. Lots of people think, oh, it's easy to sit around and talk dirty on the phone and, masturbate all day or something right but it is a quite a bit more to that a lot of people don't know this about me too but i am a trained um addictions counselor in real life okay that's what i do but because i refuse to take the covid shot i got straight a's and i did all my schooling and i mean i took myself off the streets of fucking hastings and out of drug addiction, and I worked so hard. I have mental health issues because of, mm-hmm. I live a long time on the streets. And um, it was freaking hard. But the reasons I didn't get the COVID shot were I I really did look at different information and, and everything on this. And I made what I thought was a think and still think is an educated decision. I decided I was not going to get the COVID shot right away because I just think it went through scientific trials way too fast. And I don't trust big pharma (laughs) and I just, I have trust issues and it isn't a hundred percent. And then on top of that, I caught COVID from somebody who had the COVID shot. So I just didn't see how this was helpful to me if it, you still got COVID and it, maybe it would be healthy or helpful to somebody that was elderly and got sick all the time and had trouble getting better. But I just figured, you know, my my immune system's pretty good. I don't need to take a shot that doesn't do anything that my body can't do itself. So I still I still stayed in the house. And if I was sick, I stayed in the house and I did the mask thing and I did all that. And I'm not saying I won't get the covid shot if by some chance um, I find out it's beneficial and safe because I might I maybe but um yeah so they wouldn't let me have my practicum which i don't blame them for because it's a healthcare it's it's part sure. of the health sector right so uh i have to wait in canada here till they okay not having to have the shot thing which has been fucking retarded but yeah they won't let me uh do a practicum so that kind of sucks and I, I could just get the shot, and, but I'm just whatever. I'm waiting. <laughs> All right. Well, I will, I will, I will leave that one alone. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, don't need to go down that road. So uh, yeah, we've all been down that road on many a podcast before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually, I, I might be going to get it here. Uh, I made I made an appointment because somebody talked me into it, and uh, I might just show up. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So it was a. Uh, it was interesting when um, the uh, your your kind of brief intro yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, I had uh, the the reason I was asking. Um, you know, I was kind of asking if you got anything out of it in particular. Um, so my um, my my own experience has been, um, I guess, uh, somewhat interesting. So um, I don't uh, my 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 personal self. Um, mm-hmm. I don't usually I don't particularly get anything sexual out of um, most <laughs> types of um, I guess kink or fetish play. Um, yeah. but, um, I still think like a lot of it's fun, you know, but I don't have a kind of distinct, you don't have your own kinker fetish. Um, I mean, not, not that I know, not that I can think of off the top of my head, but, um, but, you know, I did have a, uh, a partner for a long time, um, that mm-hmm. was very much, um, into, uh, um, bondage and, um, mm-hmm. she, uh, you know, did get some like very deep sexual satisfaction out of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't really get anything out of it. And so it was hard for me to kind of, you know, get into that mindset to kind of participate with her that way. And um, so then uh, I, uh, so then I actually, (laughs) that's how I kind of went down the Shibari route um, with Mm -hmm. the ropes um, because for me, oh, yeah. for, well, so for, for her, it was, you know, like, you know, the, the, the whole bondage aspect of it, of kind of being mm-hmm. tied up, um, you know, and then there's a, uh, like to me, but to me as the, the rope master, as the dominant, um, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't getting anything sexual out of it, um, Shibari specifically versus just kind of you know, cuffs and straps and things like that. There's a very intricate technical aspect to it mm-hmm. that to me was just super, super interesting. And so at, to me, I got, I got an immense satisfaction out of it, just not in a sexual way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, it kind of became a way that we could both be very, very into it and getting different things out of it. Um, yeah. And, uh, the, um, and so that was, that was, it was very fun. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, I found. And it's technical, like it's technical. Some of those, the way they bind and tie up, it's like artistic. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yes. Yes. And, uh, like the, and there's, there's a really fat, there's a really, um, I, I I enjoy a lot of the creativity of it, um, and kind of once you once you kind of get a a handle on um, on kind of the the core there, there's like a, a core set mm-hmm. of kind of things to learn um, you know with kind of specific kinds of knots, specific ways of securing different body parts, specific ways of kind of creating different shapes and patterns, and so mm-hmm. you kind of you you build up this kind of toolbox of, um, you know, different components of the whole thing. And then you learn a couple of kind of full body ties. And then, uh, and then you have this kind of foundation 
that every time you do it, you can do something different with it. And you can, you know, kind of halfway through, you know, a tie, you know, you can kind of, you start, you know, you kind of start with one pattern and then decide like, I want to add this other kind of pattern. I want to kind of weave these other kind of knots into it. And And kind of making it your own. Right. And so there's a really kind of creative artistic aspect to it. And, uh, and then there's kind of the, the whole process of doing it all. Um, kind of creates this really kind of intense sexual tension there, um, oh, you know, okay. because to, yeah. to really do a full body tie um, on somebody, you know, where you're really kind of creating this rope pattern on their body. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can easily spend, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours doing it. Mm-hmm. And so it's this very long, slow kind of buildup. Um, mm-hmm. And, then uh that's so sexy <laughs> yeah and well and then once it's kind of complete um then you know they are like fully immobilized um mm-hmm. and then you've got some time to kind of you know <laughs> do things in that state you know yeah. um and uh but then the whole process of undoing it and undoing the tie is oh, yeah. a very, it's a, it's a very, I've, I found a very, um, I don't know, it's a, it's, it's a very nice way to kind of ease back into a normal mm-hmm. headspace, you know? Almost like you're um, putting in your aftercare there too. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean like the whole, yeah, that's a, the, the term was escaping me, but yeah, like the whole, yeah. the whole untying process is kind of its own yeah, aftercare, yeah. you know? And, uh, the, um, but it just, it was, it was very interesting because, you know, I didn't get a, a, uh, kind of, you know, a, a sexual pleasure out of kind of the domination aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, or even really the control aspect. Um, yeah. but I got this kind of just immense satisfaction from the, um, kind of technicality of it and the creativity yeah. of it. Um, and, uh, the, um, and so, you know, for me, it was very, very satisfying just in a different mm-hmm. way. And for mm-hmm. her, yeah. it was very, very satisfying in a kind of submissive bondage way. See, um, Little known facts about Angie, Angel, she just has sex and orgasms all the time. Bam, mm-hmm. bam, bam. Angie um, never had an orgasm until, and that's really, until I never had an orgasm until I was 34 years old. That's so unfortunate. Uh, one man has done it for me. <laughs> I've always been in long-term relationships. Even when I was doing sex work, I wasn't having sex with people because, like, I wouldn't say I'm frigid. I do absolutely everything in the world for the man I'm with. No man is ever unsexually satisfied (laughs) with me, but I learned to really see. I didn't know what an orgasm was, so I thought I was getting off during sex, right, for all those years. I was right. born Catholic and then I was Mormon. So I mean, yeah, I have some heavy shit about sex in my brain as is. I had to work through to get where I am. Right. <laughs> but, um, 
I got off on giving somebody I loved or had a lot of feelings for pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was, I thought I was getting off. I mean, I did not enjoy sex. I enjoyed it immensely. Um, and maybe that's why being a dominatrix was a little bit easy for me, I think, because in those situations, I did kind of have all the control, right? I right. was giving the orgasm, but I never had one myself. Right. I didn't realize that I had control because I'd never had an orgasm before. When I did, oh, my <laughs> Lord. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, it was, oh, oh, that's yeah. what that's about. <laughs> well, you know what happened? I, I had just faked it so many years mm-hmm. and I never, I didn't think there was such thing as a man that would know I was faking it because they, I either didn't know I was faking it or didn't or, care or didn't fucking care. Right. Right. So nobody ever asked me before, but here I go faking it. You know, mm-hmm. I knew he got off or whatever. I, I knew I could get him off really quick. And I was like, Oh, there's some stuff I could do or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he kind of real sexy rolled over on top of me, pinned me down to the bed mm-hmm. all gently, of course, and looked deep into my eyes and said, baby, don't try to, don't try to fake it with me because I know exactly when a woman gets off. I'm 45 years old and mm-hmm. I'm new at this. And I'm going to take my time with you until it happens. And that's mm-hmm. when I realized I had to start dating older men. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, that is. I was like, okay, okay, date a few years older might be a little better in bed. The younger mm-hmm. ones, you you get to teach them and, you know, yeah. Yeah, um, but, it, but it can also be a chore to, like, always have to teach right and it was so weird for me somebody who had given 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 sexually so many years of my life to have to lose that control that you lose when you orgasm like it was Mm -hmm. mind fucking blowing for me i think i cried the thing is i'm pretty hardcore and energetic so this Mm -hmm. lasted for three days in between it was with a man that i had a huge thing for when i was a young girl yeah well and uh we met up again and then we both had hard lives and blah 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 you know stupid romance stuff but then we finally got together and hooked up and started dating and then i don't know i thought it meant i had to marry him (laughs) Yeah. I called my big sister and I was like, (laughs) I kicked him out. I hid in the bathroom. (laughs) I hid in my bathroom and locked the door and he was going, it's okay. No, it's okay. And I'm going, I peed all over you. Get out. out." (laughs) And I was like, so embarrassed. So I made him leave and he said, it's okay. And I just, I'll just call me later because I made him leave and I called my older mm-hmm. sister and I was like, I peed on a man today. <laughs> and it's so this happened. I told her everything that happened and she's yeah. like, Oh, honey, it's called an orgasm and you need to have sex with more men because 
lots of them know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty intense. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. 34 years old though doesn't seem fair. And that's what Catholic and Mormon religion can do. I think having all that drilled in my head, every time I'd have sex, I wasn't married, right? So I feel guilty. Oh, uh, yeah. Well. And, and, and I'm a woman. And in those religions, especially Catholicism and Mormonism, it's pretty heavy duty. Like women are basically baby factories. Yeah. And you're not supposed to enjoy sex. No. That's for the man. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And if he enjoys it, nobody ever talks about it. Yeah. Fuck that. So, I don't know. I, I talk about it now. Mm-hmm. I talk about it because my daughter, she turned 18 and I, uh, I had a rough life. I was very young when I had her, but she, uh, came and found me and, because I guess I didn't raise her, we've become very, very kind of close, um, borderline. It's, it's tough, man. Sometimes she hates me. Sometimes she loves me, but we're more friends. Sure. And then she talks to me about everything. She doesn't lie to me usually, except recently I found out, but she doesn't lie. And she, well, it's crazy. She'll ask me anything. And then her friends noticed this. So they said they like, I don't know, were like cool parents alert. So yeah. they all come to me with some really important young people questions that maybe they'd be too embarrassed to ask their mothers. Sure. Fathers. So I can tell them about safe sex and, um, you know, all those things. And if it gets to be too hardcore, I can go ask your mom and dad. Yeah. So it's perfect. It's perfect. I don't have to do the parent thing. I can push them off on their parents for that, but my daughter hates it. <laughs> I'm the, I'm like, you guys aren't from Canada. I don't think, mm-hmm. but if you were, there's this lady called Sue Johansson. She's the Sunday night sex show lady. And she's like probably 70 years old. Yes, I've seen her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love Sue Johansson so much. That's how I learned about sex when I was really young because my parents weren't going to tell me shit about it, right? Yeah. Lots of Canadian kids my age, um, like, grew up on Sue Johansson teaching them about sex. That's funny. <laughs> So I was kind of hoping I could do something kind of like she did. I could never measure up. She was just freaking awesome. There's nothing like asking a little old lady that's 70 years old about the proper way to do anal. There's right. just something about that that is pure awesomeness. Yeah. And yeah. she just gave the most sweetest, naughtiest answers. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that, uh, well, I talked to my daughter and her friends and I asked them when you were going, she's 20 now. So she just graduated mm-hmm. and she was a teenage mother. So I asked her, her boyfriend and all their little friends, like what in school did you learn about sex and what do you think could have been done or, you know, differently or what you needed to know more or less of. And the answers I got were kind of funny. My, they actually said they wished that they were not co-ed in that class, Ah. you know, 
they said that it would have been much easier if the girls went to the separate class with maybe a girl teacher or a guy and the guys in the separate class because they were embarrassed to talk about it, you know, in front of each other, which I can understand, you know, you're puberty ridden, freaking complete yeah. teenager. That's the last thing you want to do is be sitting with all the boys of your graduating class talking about sex. Right. So a lot of kids wouldn't ask what they wanted. And the other was that they did not stress the, uh, what was the risks of sex enough, mm-hmm. which I thought for sure that would be number one that schools would want to teach. But yeah, they, they wanted more about the consequences of having sex, less about the moral values. Well, wow. about the moral values they want yeah. to facts. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't think I, uh, I'm trying to think back. Um, the, uh, I don't think I had any kind of, I think like sixth grade was the last, uh, or seventh mm-hmm. grade, seventh grade was the last, uh, any kind of sex head that I had. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, certainly nothing as a, uh, in in high school or anything like that. Um, the, uh, I mean, of course I, <laughs> It was it was much less pertinent to me when I was in high school. Um, I yeah. was uh, I was not a uh, I was not a, uh, a particularly outgoing um, or popular individual. You were not sexualized. I was I was uh, no I was I think I was nineteen when I had my first time. So um, yeah, I was sixteen, but I had a much older man basically wait for me to be that old so I was legal. I had a different kind of life though. Yeah. Some kids sadly that have lives like me get sexualized way early. Yeah. I was molested when I was a very young little girl, so Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, and uh, my parents weren't around to really watch me, so I did whatever I wanted. And then right. I ended up out of the house at 14, hanging around with a much older crowd. But I still managed to keep my virginity till I was 16. Yeah. And this older man, uh, he was six years older than me. I met him when I was 14. My friend was a, uh emancipated youth, and I was in foster care. And I met him at 14 years old because her boyfriend was, I think, 20 and they were best friends, and I would run away from my foster home and hide out at my girlfriend's house, and I just fell in love, in love with this guy. He would have been 21, and I was 14. So uh, I would yeah, when, just try to when, get close to him, and he'd push me to the other side of the couch because I was jailbait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, um, so <laughs> the... Uh, when uh when I was nineteen and uh the um i was i was at a a party at a friend's house and it was just a few people and um the uh and I had kind of stayed up uh it was it was like i had gone like way into the night and everybody else was kind of like done and crashed out for the night and me and this other girl were still just kind of like up you know and uh just kind of talking to each other and um you know and then we uh and then we had uh kind of started making out and then uh i ended up 
um, going down on her. And, um, and that was the first time I'd ever done that. Um, and, uh, the, um, but, uh, but when uh, it, it was apparently quite effective, uh, I was rather proud of myself, um, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, I was like, <laughs> I'm not thinking to myself, like, <laughs> the, the, all of that research <laughs> has paid <laughs> off. <laughs> oh my god, I swear, that's why everybody needs to sleep with a nerdy, in, intelligent guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, sense for the most part. <laughs> yeah, um, but what was, what, what was funny about it, though, was that, uh, so, I mean, that, that, was, that was awesome, um, and uh, it happened uh, a couple times after that, and then um, the... Um, mm-hmm. But you then, have to uh, do it a few times because that's science, right? You have yeah, to yeah, yeah. Um, which you know, <laughs> she was, she was, she was happy to participate. Um, but <laughs> then, uh, but uh, and so, like, you know, that was my my first kind of legit sexual experience. Um, oh, but uh, but then, <laughs> then uh, I think after after the second time. You know, she came over and she gave me a blowjob, and I remember she was talking about, you know, or she she was like bragging about like how good at it she I'm was good. ahead of time. Um, uh, she was not very good at it, um, and, uh, and 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 I, and I remember this very distinctly because I was all excited about it. I was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome, and like after a while, and it was not. And uh, after a while, I was like. You 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 can stop. That's <laughs> like it's, it's okay. You can you can stop. And yeah, I was like that that wasn't that 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 wasn't that and, you know. And I, I didn't I didn't quite tell her, but like no, after, no, no, afterwards no, 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 I was that. like well, that, that I kind of no, thought it was going to be a lot better than that. <laughs> it, it was I, I was all excited about how awesome it was going to be, and I was like that. That was that was not very That's good. That's a blowjob. That's yeah, dumb. yeah. I was like, I, I feel like, I've, and I, I just, I, I got the distinct impression though. Like, I was like, okay, I feel like this is not just broadly the case for oral sex, but uh, I kind of just feel like maybe she's just not very good at it. And okay, um, is what it is. And I need uh, to try this again. <laughs> you know, and different uh, population, different like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and as, you know, as, uh, you know, um, as the years went on and, you know, life experience, different partners. And I was like, okay, yeah, it was her. She was not very good at it. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, cause I've certainly had some partners that were phenomenal at it. Um, and yeah, no, she, she was not very good at it. <laughs> I learned it like about blowjobs. And stuff. one thing I learned from never having an orgasm and just being there to like make my men happy sexually I learned different things like how to tell if a man likes something or doesn't, the way his body will respond, mm-hmm. um, the way, you know, if you're and then mm-hmm. things will happen. So I learned all that so I could like let them lead me into the, into the most mind blowing orgasm they can have. And I think that that's what comes with maybe being with the same partner for a while. And that's why, like, lots of my friends, while they're sexually open, they have open relationships, they'll sleep with Mm -hmm. anybody and whatever. 
Sure. But I've, I've found that it can be really fucking sexy to be with the same partner for a while too. Because that's when yeah. you really get to try things out. And men, I actually noticed that men, because I've slept with both, I'm bisexual, I've had girlfriends and boyfriends, but men mm. are almost more sexually shy than the women I've been with. Yeah, there is, um, I think, uh, there is certainly a, I think a lot of men, um, don't have the, uh, haven't really, I don't know, like they, I they think don't, they don't have like a sexual creativity to them, um, either, you know, like there's the, okay, like this is like the, there is like a way to do this and that is how almost. to do it. Um, I think lots of men are a little like, not scared, that's maybe not the right word, but they don't want to say what they're into. Like on, and on the phone sex line, I deal with men that they have these fantasies, right? That's why they call me. They can't right. necessarily find somebody to do them with them or they're embarrassed or, God forbid, some of them have wives and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, they never ask their wives to do what they ask me to do. Right. Which is sad because it's almost like somehow society or something, we put these constraints on our sexualities where we feel embarrassed to tell our sexual partners exactly what's up, which is sad, really, because imagine you can learn a lot about somebody sexually, too. It's it's a different kind of... um, way of getting to know somebody and everybody is different and um beautiful i think in their own way the the fetishes that some of my and maybe it's because i i got trained as a counselor too but i really really try to understand the fetishes and the kinks and the desires of my callers i take notes and i truly try to well give them the best that i can because if it's a product. It's my business, right? Sure. But also because I think it's healthy that they can have a little bit of that fantasy. The only thing is it gets tough because some people's fantasies are, and all my, all my customers are American, right? And you guys do love your, what is it? Fifth amendment, right? To say whatever you want or whatever. First amendment. Yeah. Yeah. The freedom of speech. It's yeah. Really, they are free to talk about anything they want. And the phone calls with me are absolutely never, never shared or not used, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, there are some people that oh, it's bothersome what they like, but yeah. the number one things are uh, actually cuckold. Yeah. Lots of them want you me to pretend to be their wife and, pretend that I fuck another man and they have to watch or whatnot. That's a big thing. I saw um on uh on your on your website. Um the uh that was uh that that was that was that was pretty excellent. Um you had uh you had you had uh oh, there was you had a, a picture depicting some cuckolding with a uh you know like somebody <laughs> down on your knees and you know it's like this is dedicated uh, yeah. to this specific person. Yes. You know? Yes. And I'm like that that is that is a that yeah. is a that is a proper cuckolding right there. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, you can see <laughs> this is public for everyone to see. Like, yeah, and like wallow wallow in your shame. 
(laughs) It is a story about a real man that this is really his life. So it's all real, that story. And I made an audio out of it too. And uh, both him and his master, who now fucks his wife Mm. in his bedroom while he sleeps in the guest room, this, uh, he and his master both call me and sometimes I laugh at him. Yeah. yeah. And I get to join in with the whole trio and listen, but sure. it is a fun one. I love that one. Well, I felt bad for him at first, actually. I felt really bad and I felt bad because I didn't want to make fun of him. Right. And I'm new at the phone sex, so I didn't know like, a lot about fantasies and stuff. A lot of the girls had to help me. So this went on for a couple times where I was like, you got a man up, you know, you can get your wife back. Trying to <laughs> be the counselor. And then my boss listened in on one of the calls and said, no, 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 honey. That, that's, that, that, that's not, that's not why he's calling. <laughs> he wants you to humiliate him. And yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. Cause I just wanted to call him a little pussy bitch the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, here I am counseling him and trying to help him have confidence. And he's mm-hmm. probably thinking on the other line, like, oh my God. <laughs> like, so that's where I go wrong sometimes. I, uh, I feel like I have such a big heart that I forget they don't want my heart. They want a heart on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, 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 so sometimes the room gets read a little wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am, I'm learning not to be nice. And that's another thing about this job is it's kind of helped me build my confidence. I was in a lot of abusive relationships and this has I, BDSM. And dominatrix thing and all that, it has actually kind of helped to heal me, if that is not too weird to say. No, it's not. Um, I've, uh, yeah, I've, um, I've, I've, I've read, I've certainly read and, uh, quite a bit about that. And, um, I've talked to some people who have, you know, experienced their kind of a fair amount of trauma and that, uh, that creates a, um, kind of a, a way for them to oftentimes process it in mm-hmm. a in a safe way without having to be like kind of afraid of the feelings associated with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've actually enjoyed it a lot in those respects. But sometimes I just feel like I'm a big mean person. There are certain things that I just you know what, horny? No. Can you guys hear my cat? You probably can. Oh, yeah. He is so horny. I am a cat cock blocker. <laughs> uh, I can't, I haven't got my female cat that I, I have here fixed yet and she's in heat. So they're locked separately and not happy at all about it. But she doesn't like him, even though she's in heat and it's the weirdest thing. I never saw cats like this before. Usually I thought the girl cat would just let any old cat, you know, ride the heat train. But my cat doesn't like him. Like the girl cat, and she's smaller than him, but she really doesn't like him. She's one of those girls that'll fuck everybody but you. She's that girl. And she will come and try, and she will just... As soon as he's even near her, she will growl and hiss, and her, she just hates him. 
And he's really sad about that, as you can hear. I can hear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I have to let you go for the night, um, but uh, yeah, it was a pleasure joining your show. Me. Yeah, because it's boyfriend coming home time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so everybody, if if you don't want to call in, I am probably going to shut this down. Thank you, MC. All right. Well, good night. Also, thank you for allowing me to make you a character. In Certainly. Yeah, have a good night. Me and too. guys, I'm probably going to say goodbye unless you want to get up and call. Um, I'm going to sign off with one of my songs that I made. It's dirty. It's a dirty song because that's what I do, dirty stuff, because I'm Angel Knox. Queen of cocks. No. <laughs> Yeah, but call me $2 a minute. You can say whatever you want. My cat is horny. Hi, thanks for the thumbs up, baby. Um, my music is actually kind of like horrible because I am not a musician, but the good thing about this day and age of technology is, um, guess what? Even those with no musical talent whatsoever have the ability now to make music and that is really really hot because I get people and if you want to join in you're more than welcome just email me uh, your sex noises because yes I got all my friends that would do it to record them having sex with their partners and send it to me so I can make my porn step music and that is what I do for shits and giggles. I make my porn step music and I think it's awesome. So I'm going to let you guys hear some of that as I um, leave you with my final thoughts on sex stuff. Now, you've probably already like heard from Angie, so I'm going to be Angel and Angel's a badass sex diva so i'll leave you with her words since this is her show um yeah porn step though it's some awesome shit i'm gonna make so much more of it in the future and i really 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 hope to get more sex noises and this is yeah i think it's good it's called Nadio and combination of sex music and insane relationship. On my audience, I make all my own music because I'm absolutely terrified of getting copyright infringement. So, yeah, I'm like, damn, you can't copyright me from making myself. They can't say it if you take it because it is totally me. Being an asshole. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You want me to suck your feet? Uh, so this is. Yeah, this is just get rid of your head. Don't my Okay. On that note, this is the head She's so awesome. and like a bit younger than me. Always dressed as a tomboy, but 
to maybe have to see that I saw her. There's just something about her. Um, she turned me on. So I went to town with her. And, uh, I, when I lived out on the island, I was going to have some fun. And she left me at Tim Hortons and came to pick me up and brought me to her friend's place. And one thing led to another. I mean, he was watching and came back and they were totally down. Doing the dirty. And I realized that he didn't want me to jump in the mix. And then I mean, I'm a good friend. are beautiful like artwork and they're so fun when they let you you know get naked <laughs> and stuff so that will be what next week is about a little girl on girl um i'll also probably want to discuss like sexuality because i'm pretty sure i'm hetero with a twist of bisexual i've dated both but I feel better with a man, I think, because really deep in my little kinky, sexual, freaky little heart, I just want a man to love me and to be his. So <laughs> that's the secret about naughty, naughty girls like me. This naughty girl, anyway. And on that note, I just want to say, you know, Bye-bye to y'all. Bye-bye to y'all. And I really hope that you'll come back and whatnot to see me again sometime. I'm going to say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Did you want to see on top? You done. Smoky bread at least, and you'll be one of my favorite He would give a pie. He would invite it all in the night. If we could handle this, <laughs> he then, leave in if you don't need that. But you gotta have cars. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, um, she's a pussy bully, baby.
And I'm now hanging up. I just wanted you guys to hear that shit. Night night. Love, love.